Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today? I got to tell you, the, the, the news just keeps getting bigger. The news just keeps getting bigger every day. I don't, you know, I thought yesterday it couldn't get any bigger. But what's shocking about the news cycle right now is that it's unnecessarily big. This news cycle is this big because so many corrupt monsters in Washington, D.C. lied to we the people for so long. And what's even worse is now that the truth's coming out, instead of just shutting up and saying they're sorry, they're doubling down. I mean, is there a worse human being on the planet than Mitch McConnell? I mean, we I guess we could debate about that, right? So what's worse? Someone like AOC, who is just, I mean, if AOC shows up in San Francisco, the turd app is going to spot her. Uh, but, or is someone like uh, Mitch McConnell? And I don't know. I, I think this is worth discussing. I think we should have a full you know, conversation, debate, who's worse. And the reason I say that is not because, yeah, I, from an ideological, from what they say, ideologically, you know, the, there's a question. But you know, when we look at Mitch McConnell, he talks and tries to act like he's a Republican until we actually need him to do something. Then his true colors come out. And we see that he's worse than any Democrat I could think of. I mean, he's there with Chuck Schumer, mad because January 6th truth is coming out. Uh, McConnell's a rat. I'm sorry. And, you know, here's I want you guys to understand what's happening right now. So from my perspective, I'm sitting here and I'm fighting bad guys, right? I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm the outsider's outsider. There's nothing inside about me. I'm just some schlub from Ohio, right? I got no clue about the inside dealings or workings, and that's pretty obvious, right? Because I don't play the game. See, I'm not supposed to rip Mitch McConnell. Now, I'm supposed to quietly kind of ignore the fact that he is an absolute lunatic leftist, anti-Trump, anti-American piece of garbage. And the reason for that is, is this is supposed to be Democrats versus Republicans, and I'm supposed to be on the Republican side. I'm not, folks. I'm on the side of freedom. I'm on the side of American people. I appreciate the Republican Party generally being much better, but there are members of the Republican Party who are less Republican than uh, you know some of the Democrats. We cannot embrace someone who has an R by their name, but is ideologically opposed to everything we stand for. McConnell and his fellow Republican sellouts are not Republicans. The Republican Party is the party of America first. It is the party of God, family, country. It is the, it is the party of smaller government, responsible government. America first doesn't mean we don't care what else happens in the world. It just means that if we don't have any money because we're out of money, we don't print an extra $100 billion and give it to a crooked Ukraine to buy off other crooks around the world including our own politicians. There's something that's fed back there. But what it means is that we support taking care of our own before we take care of others, because we have to. Imagine, imagine your family. 
Imagine your family. Now, it's good to be charitable. I'm charitable. I do more charity work. I give more away than any five people I could imagine. I don't even have anything to give away. I give it away. I don't even have the money to give away, so I just give away my time and my work. Imagine, though, if my kids were homeless, if they couldn't feed their, if I couldn't feed them, I wouldn't be being a good dad then. You got to take care of your home before you can take care of anything else. Now, in my family, we don't need to be rich. We don't need to be, you know, super wealthy. We, we just need to be taken care of. And, uh, you know, my wife needs to be able to go shopping now and then. And we, we got to be able to eat and keep our lights on and our house warm. But we don't need to live in a mansion and, uh, you know, uh, do, do big uh, jet setting type things. We just need to have freedom and uh, to live a decent life. Well, that's the basic, right? That's what we need. That's what people need in their lives. And you got to have that. But the United States isn't doing that. We're not feeding our people. We're not taking care of our basics. We're taking money that three generations down the, down the pipe we aren't going to have, printing more of it, and giving it to crooks. There's no accountability. There's no responsibility. And it's being done under the guy, under the the leadership of people like Mitch McConnell, people who are you know they're they're supposed to be on the side of the small government party, the responsible government party, but they're not. Instead, Mitch McConnell spends all his time fighting over how he can get rid of Donald Trump and stab Donald Trump in the back, fighting over how he can uh, support Pfizer and Big Pharma, support Ukraine. But, you know, when it comes to supporting the rights of Americans, like the J6ers, who have, I mean, listen, Tucker's playing video. It's just video, guys. It's nothing big. It's nothing, I mean, there's no dispute here. It's video. No one's suggesting it's fake video. But McConnell doesn't want that out because it hurts the narrative that he has supported to try and make sure that Donald Trump can never be president again. And that is what this comes down to, folks. See, if McConnell had to decide between uh, supporting the rights of the January Sixers under the Constitution of the United States or keeping Donald Trump out of the office, he's going to go with the latter. He would rather see Donald Trump not get back into office than to support the rights of Americans. Does that sound like a Republican representative to you? I expect that of AOC, not of Mitch McConnell. Not of Mitch McConnell. Not of the Republican leader of the Senate, the Republican ED leader of the Senate, that is, unless he takes his Ukraine Viagra or his, uh, his stomp on the rights of American Viagra. Then the only time you get anything but a flaccid response from this guy. Um, it's incredible what's going on here, folks. It's incredible. Now, combine that with the reality that we've now seen that there is zero question that the Department of Justice has withheld information about these J6ers. Now, I'm going to tell you as an attorney, and I'm not licensed in D.C. I don't practice there. But I'm going to tell you as an attorney one of the cardinal rules that's almost, it's, it's, there's some nuance to it in different states, but a cardinal rule of law is that our job as attorneys is to help find justice. It is unethical anywhere in the universe for a prosecutor to prosecute someone and then withhold exculpatory evidence. 
It's uh, absolutely unethical. This was prosecutorial misconduct on the highest level. You may even argue that there, there are elements of fraud and a number of other criminal elements. These guys are looking at disbarment and possibly uh, possibly criminal charges on this. And I'm talking about our Department of Justice. Lawyers at our esteemed Department of Justice, I think based on what we're seeing from uh, information just coming out, are going to be looking at serious ethical charges, if not jail time. And anything short of that is a true miscarriage of justice. Now, that leads me to where I really want to get in this segment. What does January 6, COVID, the 2020 election, the 2022 election, and all of these other things have in common? Let me tell you what it has in common. The failure of our justice system. I'm calling for reform of our justice system. The Supreme Court of the United States needs to take the lead on this. It has to happen from within. The judges and attorneys in this system have to demand, demand that we, we, we start over here. We have lost sight of what the Constitution is. We're not enforcing the law as it's written. We're violating Carrie Lake's case, Mark Fincham's case. You know that they asked for, for sanctions on Mark Fincham? Do you know how egregious it is that he didn't win that case, let alone now they're going to ask for sanctions? They need to they need to request sanctions on the lawyers that asked for it. And you know, this needs to be done. I'm going to tell you folks, the reason that there's no more no stronger offensive on this by the way is the fact that there's no money to do it. On our side, there's no no money, no funding to fight this. The other side has Soros and all the billionaires giving them money. On our side, anybody asks for money, they call a grifter. But we got to have an offensive on this in a big way. And I'm calling, not based on money, just based on the ethics, the rules of the court. The Supreme Court of the United States needs to step up and deal with the complete and total breakdown of our justice system that's occurring. If the strongest possible sanctions aren't levied against the Department of Justice lawyers who have done this for January 6th, then we really, truly run the risk of the public losing faith in the judicial system. I am very concerned. Without the justice system, without the public having faith in our justice system, that we're left with what recourse? Civil violence? Disobedience? The justice system is the mechanism by which the people can hold the government accountable. It's the, it's the mechanism by which we can ensure that the laws are even-handedly applied to everyone, especially those in government. The courts have abdicated their duty in that. They've made up rules. They've made up all sorts of things that have prevented people from suing their government, not things that are truly constitutional, things that are based on specious arguments that have developed over hundreds of years and that have continued moving away from the original intent of our Constitution, which was accountability of the government officials to the people. There's way too much time and nuance for me to go through the details of all the arguments, but it's happened over and over again in numerous areas. And for the, the, the listen, the guys on the Supreme Court are smart guys and gals. Okay, so I don't need to explain to them all those details. They've got clerks. They can research us. You know, this isn't something that's unknown. This is something that is clear as day. Folks, 
we're going to lose faith in our justice system if it doesn't get a handle on this. And Justice Roberts is the, the leader of the Supreme Court of the United States. You know, the question is, how will he be remembered? Is, how will his term as Chief Justice be remembered? You know, will it be remembered as the time that America lost faith in the judicial system? Or will it be remembered as the time that, that we found our courage and stood for the fair and even-handed application of the law to all people? COVID. I brought in numerous cases where we brought in very well-cited facts. Each one of them, not all of them, some of them we've won, some of them have done well, but, some, but many of the biggest cases were dismissed outright for garbage reasons. Garbage. Just absolute garbage. Oh, you can't sue this person. Oh, you can't sue that person. And they're not even correct under the law many times. They're just simply incorrect. They throw these cases out because they don't want to hear them. It's difficult. These are hard cases. But the thing is, is all I have to do is bring a case in good faith. And I shouldn't be sanctioned for that, right? Mark Fincham's attorney shouldn't be sanctioned for bringing a very, very good lawsuit against a bunch of crooks, especially now. I mean, we have Katie Hobbs who's been caught breaking numerous laws. What are we doing? What are we doing, folks? We're not doing anything good on it. If we lose faith in the justice system, if the people of this country lose faith in our courts, what are they going to do? There's only so much they're going to tolerate. It's one thing if the courts apply the, the rule of law in a fair and even-handed way. And everybody says, okay, look at, you know, we've looked at the facts, we've looked at the law, there's just nothing there. It's another thing when the courts just don't care. We go to the 2020 election, they wouldn't even hear Donald Trump's evidence. They wouldn't even hear it. One of the most profound cases in history brought by the states against another state. And the court decides to throw it out on a garbage standing ruling? without hearing evidence? These weren't half-hearted cases brought by garbage attorneys. These were brought by state AGs. And given the profound importance of the case, had they heard the evidence and, and given dis discovery and had truly allowed disclosure, guess what? There'd be no more questions about the elections. But because they dodged it, because they were too fearful to actually give the, the states an opportunity to look at the evidence, we still have a, num a ton of distrust in our electoral system. Then fast forward to 22, and we see what Arizona courts are doing. Same thing, but worse. There's profound, profound and deep, clear evidence of fraud on a massive scale in this election, but the courts are throwing it out and dodging it. Why? It's not justice. It's clearly not the law. We can see the law. They're, they're intentionally conflating various principles of law so that they can throw this stuff out. They're applying a standard that was overruled by, uh, by statute in Arizona. People are losing more faith. And now they're not only losing faith in the, the judicial system, but they're losing faith in their elections. Folks, where does this go? It ain't going anywhere good. This is a disaster for our nation. When we can't get relief 
for people being murdered in hospitals because the because of corrupt and absolutely unconstitutional laws because the courts won't even hear evidence because they're going to give deference to bought bought and paid for crooks in the federal government when the courts won't listen to profoundly important cases of public interest such as elections when the courts won't stand for the rights of American citizens who are being held as political prisoners. If the courts allow the crooks at the Justice Department to wipe out exculpatory evidence and there are no criminal charges or at least professional charges, then what recourse is there for the people of America? What recourse, what can they do? This is a dangerous, dangerous game we're playing. It is a very dangerous game. We need your support. I need your help getting this out. We are censored on every level. Go to tomrens.com, join our Substack, join us, share our information, get it out there on Twitter, get it out there on Facebook, get it out there. You'll get censored on Facebook. I'm black booked on Facebook, but True Social is spectacular. Uh, Twitter is spectacular right now. We're able to, uh, we're only a little bit shadow banned there on certain things. Folks, by the way, the DOD is still pushing to ban us on Twitter. But, you know, thank you, Elon, for not submitting to that. More when we come back. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, folks, welcome back. So talking about the justice system and the breakdown of the justice system, and it's critical, 
critical. You know, I think that a lot of the judges are just blind to what's going on, uh, to be real honest. I think there's some, you know, people say, all the judges are corrupt. Well, you know, we don't have evidence that all the judges are corrupt. What we do have evidence of is a lot of bad decision making and a lot that seem to either be lazy or willing to just look the other way on what's going on. Listen, being a judge, I got to tell you, folks, so, you know, I do that law thing, and I'm. it is not an easy job to be a judge. The problem is, is that if it's done well, it's a very difficult job, but it's not done well most of the time. You know, the judges need to be the best of the lawyers. They need to be the best of us. They need to be very, very sharp, and they need to be working their tails off. You know, the judges now, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's like a running joke in the bar. Yeah, they, they, these judges, you know, they can't wait to get to their, their long weekends or their vacations or their this or their that. And uh, that's not the way it should be. Now, I understand, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, the judges, you know, they could get paid twice as much if they were in private practice. Well, then go to private practice. If you want to be a civil servant, serve. I don't want to hear it. You know, there's a lot of laziness. Eh, you know, I'm going to find a way to dismiss that case. Boy, that one's a nightmare. You know, I mean, the kind of stuff, it's just absolutely unacceptable. It's unacceptable. But we need to start having an open conversation about this. I know all the lawyers and judges are going to hate my guts over this, but I don't care any more than I care about the fact that the Republicans are mad at me for ripping Mitch McConnell. We need to get to some truth in this country. We need to get to the facts. You know what? I cannot have a free nation for my kids if I don't have a justice system that's going to enforce the laws or at least interpret the laws and how they should be applied. Uh, you know, it's executive branch's role to enforce, but yeah, there, there's no guidance on it. The judiciary is abdicating its role. It's falling victim. Of, you know, you get appointed to a federal position for life. The reason for that was to avoid political pressure, but it doesn't work. It's not working right now. These guys, they're appointed, but they're worried about getting appointed to a bigger court or getting getting to the weekend, one of the two. Or some of them just become ideologically entrenched. I mean, the number of judges who will use their position to push ideology at this point is, is really scary. There are numerous instances in the past few years, especially it's ramped up, where judges have made ideological rulings that really aren't based on the plain language of the law. And here's the thing, right? Any, any interpretation of the law that doesn't start with the plain language of the text of the law is garbage. Any interpretation of the law that, that you know, when you see, uh, one of the things that I think you see about the living, breathing law, there is no living, breathing law. There's the plain language of the law as it was intended at the time it was written. If you want to change that, we have a mechanism for changing it. You see, our Constitution included an amendment process. The reason the left doesn't like that is because the amendment process is difficult. It's not an easy thing to do, folks. Amending the Constitution is difficult and intentionally so. Why? Well, because they don't want us tinkering with it. If it needs to be a major, major issue, one strong enough that a vast majority of Americans can support it, to warrant a constitutional amendment. Well, that's very inconvenient for the leftists that want to get rid of the freedom embodied in our Constitution. 
And so they, you know, they keep doing, but the thing is, is our courts should know this. Our courts, I mean, that's your job. Your job as a jurist is to know the law. That's all you do. You go to law school, you get your juris doctorate, you study the law, you act in the law. But no, you know what it is now, folks? You get out of law school and you you memorize for this bar exam, which is a, a ridiculous thing. The bar exam is, you know, I, I didn't understand the bar exam at first because I thought that it was about actually applying the law. No, 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 no. The bar exam is, can you match point A to point B? And it doesn't matter how stupid it is. Did you write what the guy reading it uh, wanted to see? That's all the bar exam is. Then you get out and you go to to your your job at whatever firm, and they have you do this grunt work. Well, this case makes good money, so you're going to practice writing 12 Bs for this case, uh, you know, responses to 12 B motions or 12 B motions, uh, and that's all you're going to do for the first six months. Then you know you've done a good job, so now we'll let you deal with summary judgment motions as well. So you're just going to keep writing those. You know, by the time you get to the point where you actually can have any sort of authority or capacity to do a case, you're so programmed that, you know, you're, you're useless. You're useless. It's so hard to find lawyers that can get things done. Because if it's not part of this cookie-cutter approach to law, the, the courts don't like it. Because the judges are too lazy to look at actual new or creative ideas. But the thing about it is, is that's it's essential that the, some of these new ideas are brought in at this point because we've gotten so far away from our constitution that now when I talk about constitutional realities, I get looked at like I'm nuts. Uh, folks, we're losing faith in our judicial system because they won't enforce the law as it's written. I don't, when I say enforce, by the way, please, please, please don't email me. I know the executive enforces the, the judicial interprets. I, I took my basic civics and I know how the law works. Uh, but yeah, theoretically, when the court makes a ruling, it would be, it would be required, then the executive branch would be required to enforce that. I mean, uh, so anyways, how far have we fallen? How far have we fallen? Well, so far that, you know, we have officers of the court, members of the Department of Justice, who are withholding exculpatory evidence for these J6ers. And then when that happens, scumbag, trash monkey, piece of garbage Mitch McConnell decides that he's going to support the Democrat position that, oh, well, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be showing this stuff. You have a duty under the law. And these defendants had a duty, uh, a right under the Constitution to see this exculpatory evidence, you piece of trash. Unbelievable, folks. We have, we have the leader of the party that's in the Senate that's supposed to be in favor of patriotism and freedom out supporting the Democrats. You wonder why people think there's a uniparty. But again, you got to understand how this works, folks. For me saying this, I get censored further because normally the Republicans, if you back them properly, they will help you fight censorship to some level. If the, if you help the Democrats, they'll help you fight it on another level. If you walk that middle line, you kiss everybody's butt, you don't get as censored. Since I don't kiss anybody's butt and I get mad at everybody and I yell at everybody equally, uh, we get censored everywhere and we got no one to back us up other than the fight that we have, which believe me, 
there's a, there's some big censorship lawsuits brewing right now. Uh, that's a hint, guys. Uh, Google, Facebook, uh, DHS, all you guys that are putting out these blacklists that we have now, just FYI, you all might want to watch your back. We're coming. Uh, but, folks, that's where we are now. Now, let me tell you how bad this censorship is. Now, mind you, I want to remind you, Mitch McConnell is pro-censorship. J6ers, we got to be pro-censorship, right? Mitch McConnell, the Republican ED leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell. So, new drop from Twitter files, right? Oh, the left's head is exploding up. Let me read you a quote, okay? This is a quote. Now, let me tell you how this works first. Our federal government props up a bunch of these supposed nonprofits and supposed NGO-type organizations by funding them. Because the government can't directly say, hey, censor this, or the government would get slapped with a lawsuit and it'd be unconstitutional to send another. So the government instead uh, will inform social media or Google or whoever of, of information that they find uh, troublesome. And then, you know, they say, but you don't have to do anything. We just want you to be aware. By the way, do you ever want another government contract again? And then, you know, this big social media, big tech, they either, they either jump on this or, well, you may not get that next government contract, will you? Okay. The other thing is they, they prop up these groups and these other groups pressure them. And these other groups are well-funded by the federal government and your tax money, secretly, of course. And uh, they, they will threaten boycotts and political persecution, all these other things, if big tech isn't censoring the right stuff. Well, let me tell you about the Virility Project. This is one of these crooked groups out there that's pushing for censorship. They requested, and I'm looking at this Twitter file thread, right? They requested that, are you ready, folks? True content, which might promote vaccine hesitancy, including true stories of vaccine hide effects and true posts that could fuel vaccine hesitancy be banned. They do not, they, they literally are actively pushing to ensure that you cannot have informed consent. They are literally by violating the law. They're vi the, the federal government's involvement is a violation of the First Amendment. Everyone's involvement is a violation of, the, of informed consent. This is a clear violation of the Nuremberg principles. This is a violation of everything, including the ethics. This is mind-blowing. They want to cover up true posts about vaccine side effects. C-19 React? All these guys who've come tried to come together, they keep getting censored when they talk about the vaccine side effects? They've been censored, even though it's true, folks. They're censoring the truth. We have it right here. It says, censoring the true stories. Please censor true content, which might promote vaccine hesitancy. They want them to lie, folks. 
They don't care if you get a side effect. They don't care if you die. They just want you to get it. Does that sound self-serving at all? I wonder who's promoting this. I'm sure Big Pharma doesn't have a hand in it. I'm sure our crooks at the federal government don't have a hand in it. But Mitch McConnell supports censorship. He wants to censor the J6ers. And given the million dollar plus that he got in Kentucky from Pfizer, I'm pretty sure he's probably supporting censorship of vaccines and vaccine information. We don't have Republican leadership that's supporting us, folks. Now, House is a different story. They seem to be doing right, although I'm very, very concerned about the makeup of some of this this vaccine uh, committee. I, I have some very serious concerns there. Folks, let me tie this in further. Y'all remember me talking about everybody's favorite rhino in Missouri, Dean Plocker. Dean Plocker was blocking House Bill 1169, which was written by Holly Jones, uh, that, that required two things. It required disclosure of any product that could affect your genetics and disclosure of how that uh, any gene therapy product could be spread. So what that means is if they make something and it could alter your genetics, there just has to be a label on it. doesn't say they can't make it, just says there's got to be a label on it. And if it does have the potential to alter your genetics, that the people have a right to find out how that could be transmitted, right? So if you don't want your genes altered, you don't have to have them altered. It's your decision. It doesn't ban anything. It doesn't even give a right to reject. It just says that it has to be labeled. Well, thanks to you folks, Plocker got enough political pressure that he referred this to committee. Praise God. Praise God. And thank you, Plocker. Thank you, Dean Plocker. Thank you for, albeit after a whole bunch of pressure, finding the courage to do that. We now see that they're trying to kill the bill again. The Republicans, this is Missouri, folks. This is a deeply red state trying to kill the bill again. Why? Well, because now the lobbyists, the big pharma lobbyists have gotten the word, and this has reached national and international levels. These guys know they're terrified of this bill. Folks, international lobbyists, international money, global global companies are fighting a bill that does nothing but require that if a product has any sort of a potential to alter your genes, it be labeled as such, and that people be able to find out if it's transmissible. That's it. It doesn't ban it. It doesn't stop it. All it requires is just transparency. Folks, Mitch McConnell would would oppose this because he doesn't like transparency. He likes cover-ups and uh, censorship. We've got to support House Bill 1169 in Missouri. I want to know if you talk, so here's how this gets passed, folks. You have to talk to your House rep and state senator if you live in Missouri and say, hey, are you supporting 1169? And if they are not, if they're not fighting for 1169, you need to ask them why. Well, Senator, don't you want to know if something's going to screw with your genes? I do. That's all it does. That's all it does. It's like a three-page bill. I know. I read it. I, I've, been, I've looked at it 50,000 times. I know all about this bill. 
Nothing, nothing, folks. It does nothing but require that you disclose disclosure. Why would they oppose this? I'll tell you why. Because big pharma and the globalists are pushing this. But why? Why does big pharma? Why does biotech? Why does uh, Pfizer? Why do they oppose this? Why do they oppose disclosing whether or not uh, you know something is going to be uh, transmissible or change your genes? That's it. That's all it does. I don't understand it, folks. I would love someone to explain it to me. Mitch McConnell likes censorship. The Republicans in Missouri apparently like censorship. Folks, we have to fight. I need you at TomRens.com. I need you supporting my sponsors, and I need you supporting our cause. I need Substack. We need some gifts and go donations. Money's tight right now. We're trying to launch a new wave of lawsuits. We need support. And we need to get the message out, and we need you to call your reps in Missouri. I also need you to get yourself some Cofix. One of my favorite products that I started using, Cofix, uh, it's a sinus sinus spray. It kills the germs. It's not one of those things that makes your sinuses feel better for 20 minutes, and then after you use it for a few days, everything feels swollen if you try and quit using it. This is just, it literally just kills the germs. It's like washing your hands. If you use out loud code at checkout, you get a great discount. You support our... our uh, Network, it's just a win-win-win. So get yourself some Cofix, folks. It's a great product, and uh, I I use it and I support it. Uh, stick with us. We will be right back after these messages. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Okay, welcome back, folks. Oh, boy. You know, we've been talking about the breakdown of the justice system and uh, other such issues and tying that in with all these different things. It's interesting to see, you know, the the way that so many of these things kind of come back to the same 
core problem, you know, whether it's Arizona elections, 2020 elections, January 6th, the COVID lies, all of this fraud, all of this fraud. Um, but there are a lot of other important things happening today and uh, things that really need talked about. Uh, did you all see that uh, there was another Norfolk train derailment? Yes, that's right, folks. Another one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know that there are any hazmat materials on this one. Uh, this one wasn't in Ohio for a change, so you know, Dewine couldn't ignite a, a chemical bomb. By the way, did you guys know that? Uh, despite the fact that that Mike Dewine lit and ignited a chemical weapons bomb in East Palestine, Ohio, he has yet to declare a disaster. Yeah, I'm not joking, folks. Uh, we we have had Chernobyl in Ohio, and yet Mike DeWine, still the, the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, uh, the guy who, who said, hey, throw the match in, let's just light this stuff, uh, he, he still hasn't declared a disaster. The guy unleashed a chemical weapon on his own people. You know, I talked about uh, Mitch McConnell. I said I get censored because I don't mind ripping Republicans. Well, Mike DeWine is every bit the rhino uh, Mitch McConnell is, and that's really saying something. This guy is bought and paid for. Norfolk Southern, by the way, uh, yeah, pretty hefty contributors to the Ohio Republican Party. Pretty hefty. And uh, by the way, Norfolk Southern is owned by BlackRock and Vanguard, who are pretty hefty contributors to the Democrat Party. Shocking that we're not hearing more about Chernobyl in Ohio or the chemical weapons bomb. Anyways, uh, I, I just, I think this is incredible. And now we see, like I said, another, another Norfolk train derailing. Uh, I don't know. They, they said, but don't worry, folks. They said there's no danger to the public. And we know these guys would never lie, ever. Okay. Other things happening, and there are some other things. Um, I think this this story requires some some really deep analysis. This is a, a truly important story. Uh, headline, and this is on CNBC. Headline: Comedian sues Ocasio Cortez for blocking him on Twitter after he catcalled her outside the U.S. Capitol. That's right. The dumbest elected leader in Washington. And that is truly an astounding statement to make. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she she blocked this guy on Twitter. This guy, uh, and, and you probably know him. It's Alex Stein. Uh, Alex Stein is kind of all over. He's, he's funny as can be. Uh, he, he just goes up and trolls these leftists. And he's he's fearless and merciless about it. He's just a funny dude. His videos are hilarious. And uh, but you know, leftists don't have senses of humor. They don't like funny. Funny is terrible for them. So uh, yeah, but uh, so there actually is some substance to this story, and I I, I want to go through this. Now you may remember back a few years ago, Donald Trump blocked some people on Twitter. He got sued, and they ruled that he couldn't block him. You know, somehow that was a uh, 
a free speech issue, and uh, by blocking people, uh, they were he was somehow inhibiting their free speech. Now, mind you, uh, that was a free speech issue, but uh, you know our federal government going to Twitter and asking them to censor what we say, even when it's true, uh, that's not. I don't know, folks. Go figure. Anyways, um, so Ben Stein, uh, re who refers to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as his, quote, favorite big booty Latina. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, was, was yelling that he loved her as she entered uh, one of the buildings on July 13th in a video he posted, right? And he, he says, quote, she wants to kill babies, but she's beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC, he catcalled Ocasio-Cortez. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Ooh, I love AOC. Hot, 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 like a tamale. Okay, folks, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I should like support Stein somehow for doing that because that's hilarious. I mean, that's just absolutely hilarious. You imagine, I just, just think about this. You've got this woman who's got a stick wedge so far up her caboose that I don't think she can bend over and tie her shoes. And then you've got this clown conservative guy who, and I mean clown in the most affectionate way possible. This guy's out there, you know, uh, you're hot, hot, hot like a tamale. <laughs> that big booty AOZ. I mean, this is funny stuff, folks. I, I mean, I love this. So she blocks him on Twitter. Well, because the leftists are lunatics and they sued Trump over being blocked on Twitter, well, we got a problem now because she can't do that. Now, I don't want to, I'm not going to spend a ton of time analyzing why it's okay, uh, the, why the court would rule that Trump can't block someone on Twitter, but, uh, you know, they're fine with, uh, you know, Twitter censoring everybody at the behest of the government. But, I, I just think this is hilarious. Quote, she wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so Stein is funny. Uh, I Maybe I got a warped sense of humor, but I think he's funny, and I don't really care whether you like it or not. Uh, and, you know, he so he gets blocked on this. But, yeah, I think there's some deep analysis here, right? And I think that Cortez might be a racist, for blocking Alex Stein. Now, Alex Stein is white, but we know that that doesn't matter. Race, being a racist doesn't really matter. Uh, everybody's a racist for everything. So I, I think uh, Cortez might be a racist. And let me explain why. So, yeah, the question is, did Stein really say anything that bad? Right? Because he says, he says that she's his favorite big booty Latina. And you see, I... I don't think that we can say there's something wrong with that. I mean, that, that not that like a cultural thing? I mean, I've heard. So when we've talked in this show that if you're, you're picking on someone for being fat, that's racist. So by him saying that she's got a big booty, isn't that anti-racist? I mean, I'm thinking that this is something that he, you know, he should be commended for, for being in touch with his white privilege and, and complimenting that she's she's not you know uh, uh, you know one of these like stick people or something 
because you know he's he's recognizing the beauty. I, he says it. He says that she's beautiful. So I mean, I think that he's just. I think he should be encouraged to recognize to uh, you know continue to promote the beauty in all body types. I don't know why this is. You know, I think it's racist that she sent. Uh, she's censoring him for for recognizing, despite his white privilege, that that you know a large uh, derriere is is a beautiful thing in his eyes. That's that's a great thing for him. And then, I mean, he 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 says he even says he says, listen, she wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. I mean, isn't that nice? This guy recognizes that even though she likes murdering babies, it doesn't mean she can't be beautiful. Think about that. Isn't that, isn't that glory? I mean, this is what we want, folks. We want men who are sensitive enough to understand that just because you like killing babies doesn't mean you're not beautiful. And Alex Stein did that. I think Alex Stein should get like some sort of a leftist award for this. Uh, you know, he recognized... That, that she's sexy and and even though he believes that her booty is big he he still thinks that she's beautiful he even points it out he is anti-racist here folks and he was even culturally sensitive about it because of her hispanic uh, heritage you know he says hot 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 like a tamale he didn't say hot 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 like i don't know a uh I don't know, some other thing. He even recognized her Hispanic heritage there. So I think, honestly, folks, that uh, that Alex Stein should be commended for his anti-racist comments. I think that AOC needs to apologize for being such a bigot here. She needs to think, I mean, th this guy should be recognized for overcoming his white privilege, recognizing that booty size can still be beautiful, that baby killers can still be beautiful, and that uh, you know that 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 she is all of those things. I, I really I want to commend Alex. I'm coming to your defense. I'm coming to your defense, and uh, I think that that's a very worthwhile lawsuit that you filed. I'm glad you filed it. Uh, I'm I'm 100% in support of it. We need to not censor people for recognizing their white privilege and recognizing the truth that, you know, having a giant butt and being a baby killer does not mean that you're not beautiful. Shame on you, AOC. Shame on you. Uh, I don't know. It, folks, it, it's really, it's a sad day when AOC is coming out on the wrong side of privilege. Okay. Uh, the Twitter file stuff is blowing up. I know we've talked about that, but I want to talk about some of the larger implications here, right? So not, not just the failure of our justice system, but also, uh, some of the stuff that's coming out from these hearings. So we see right now on the censorship side, we see this breaking down on a massive scale. Twitter files are a major thing. And, you know, like I said, um, I'm grateful. I've been asked, by the way, I've been asked where I stand on Elon Musk. People say, do you trust Elon Musk? Well, I don't know Elon Musk. Okay, so no, I don't trust or know him. Here's what I know about Elon Musk. He said he was going to open up free speech on Twitter. I know that Twitter is not free speech. 
Twitter is much freer speech under Elon Musk than it was before. For that, I'm very grateful and very supportive of what Elon Musk has done. I hope Elon Musk turns out to be true to his word and he finds a way to completely open free speech. Uh, there needs to be truly free speech. Now, free speech does not allow for, say, you know, promoting pedophilia or, you know, trying to abuse children. That's not within the realm of free speech. But free speech does allow you to have whatever political views you want, to disagree about issues, to argue about which facts are true. Arguing about the veracity of facts is the foundation for science, folks. So, you know, these are all things that need to be open and we need to end the suppression. Now, I have not been able to advertise yet on Twitter. I'm going to be checking because I submitted a ticket and asked them why I can't advertise yet. I know why I couldn't advertise before because of censorship, but now I want to know why I can't, you know, if that's, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I'm very supportive of the steps he's taking. I hope he continues down the path. I will also tell you that the information he shared is critical, critical to some of the stuff that we're doing. Uh, you know, this, this information related to censorship, other such things, this is crucial. And essentially, this is going to allow us to say to the courts, you know, listen, are you actually legitimate? Even sort of. Because there's no way at this point to continue arguing that Twitter and Facebook and all these groups are not acting as agents of the government when the government's continually promoting uh, this sort of censorship. So anyways, I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes. But when we look at the censorship process, you know, I'm looking over my stack of stuff and it's thing after thing after thing all about censorship. The war on the First Amendment is very broad, folks, very broad. Uh, you know, we've got January 6th. January 6th does not exist without censorship. Okay, because if, if people saw the video, saw all the information, saw everything, just based on what we've seen so far, the whole thing's garbage. It's not what they said. They're lying. But they censored the truth. They hid the truth. They covered up the truth. Uh, COVID. COVID can't happen without censorship, right? They lied about how many people were dying and how dangerous the disease was. They censored people telling the truth. They lied about PCR testing. They lied about the vaccines. They lied about side effects. They lied about died suddenly. They died, lied about everything related to COVID. If it's something related to COVID, including origins, it was a lie. If people knew the truth, none of this would happen. Ukraine. Ukraine is one big lie. There's literally nothing that you've heard about Ukraine that's true. Everything about this is a lie. It's a corrupt regime full of monsters and, you know, the whole thing's garbage. Um... I, you know, I'm trying to think of an issue that's not just based on lies right now. Like I said, it's all lies, everything. And even when you catch them, they keep lying. When I released the DMED data from the Defense Medical Epidemiological Database at uh, Senator Johnson's hearing, you know that to this day, they have not responded to that. They censored it. They censored it. The only response that they said was there was a glitch. Everything else that they've said has been not under oath. They have not said a single, there's not once responded under oath to those numbers. That should be one of the focal points of this hearing. 
although we did catch them changing the numbers. Everything that's been happening has been happening as a result of censorship that Mitch McConnell supports, that Mike DeWine supports, that all these leftist rhinos seem to support, as long as it's fitting their narrative. It's why they wanted to censor Trump so much. It's why they wanted social media to censor Trump. They needed to get rid of Trump. They needed to silence his voice because it resonated with people. He told the truth and it resonated with people. Folks, if we don't stop the censorship, we don't have a country. I don't know what else to say about that. We either we either stop it or we lose our country. Again, remind you, please support us at TomRens.com. Help us give SendGo Substack. Uh, support our sponsors. Tell them that Tom Ren sent you. Um, also support our network. Support the America Out Loud network. Share these shows. Listen to these shows. Get it out there. Co- uh, get yourself some Cofix. Get yourself a Genesis HOCL, which is a wonderful product. It atomizes the solution in there that kills germs. Great product. Uh, Make sure so you don't transmit germs. If you click on the banner ad and you get the Genesis or you get your Cofix or you get whatever it is that you're going to get, you're going to get a huge discount if you use out loud cone and you're going to support our network. You're going to support free speech. You're going to support all of these things. If you go to TomRens.com and you buy there, you're supporting free speech. You got to get the word out, folks. We got to have your support. We win this as a team or we lose it entirely. I appreciate you all tuning in. We will be back tomorrow.